omnipotent God, omnipresent God and he understands he cares just defy the law of gravity and testify to him and the Lord I need you this night Father Lord Jesus Christ we raise our hand to you and bow our hearts before you Father Lord humanly speaking we can look at ourselves we feel so unworthy but Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we come because you called us to come. We have responded to the call. We have responded to the invitation. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we love you this night. This evening, Father, we want to express our thanksgivings towards you. Lord, as we have your sung, our hearts are open, Father. You are always welcome. When you, when you are invited, you always come, always respond. Always respond and come to the appointment, Father. The prophet has preached one message, the meanest man. God, even to that place where, God, you knew that you would be criticized, you came, Father. But there was a woman there who saw you, and she came, and she ministered to you. Oh, God, that's what we want to do this evening, Lord Jesus Christ. Come to your presence at your feet. To hear from the word of God. Amen. To lay our burdens at your feet. Father, to receive from you and to have fellowship with you. Father, we love you and appreciate you once again. Just commit the rest, the remainder of the service in your hand. May you be with those who are here and those who are streaming. Be in each house, oh God. May you operate in each house, Father. May you visit. Let the Holy Spirit move. Let your presence be there, oh precious Lord. Whatever the need that has been expressed by the raising of hand. Lord, you are greater than that need, oh God. If there is a need, it means that there is someone who has the answer to that need. Oh God, you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Once again, Father, we love you and commit the rest in your hand. Be with us, Lord, as we commit ourselves to you. We thank you for your presence through the song, the atmosphere. Now, Father, we commit ourselves to the hearing of the word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. As I commit myself to you, I pray that you lay me aside. Oh God, as the prophet says, sometimes it's not me operating the gift. It's you operating the gift, the faith operating the gift. Father, let the faith in each house and for those who are here operate the gift, Father. We commit ourselves to you and love you and appreciate you in Jesus Christ and we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ray and the musicians. Bless you richly. Thank you for the right and the good atmosphere. I feel like uh, songs were just uh, appropriate for, for our hearts to feel uh, energized once again. For those who are streaming, I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for those who are here, I also greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you to go to the Word of God in the book of Judge. Judge chapter 6, and 
to be my story for this night. Just want to share a small thought. And by uh, turning to the Bible, that just want to thank God as well for the services on on Sunday. God speaking to heart using Brother Andrew and Brother John. That's good. Thank God for that. And Wednesday as well. Thank God for that. Sure, you also enjoyed the testimony on Sunday, amen? Our God is still working. He was working in India and still saving, still touching the heart of the people. Thank God for that. Judge 6 and myself, I'm not there. Just 6, 12 and 16 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, Gideon, and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord had forsaken us and delivered us unto the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and I shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? The prophet preached one message. Have not I sent thee? Taking from that scripture. And he said unto him, O my Lord, Wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in, my, in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and I shalt smite the Midianites as one man. May God bless his word. You can have your seat. So also want just to, to express my sympathy to the family of Sister Grace and, and as a God has chosen to take her home and she's younger, no pain, no sickness, none of the things that you are going through, just rejoicing in the presence of God. Amen. May God comfort the families. I'd like to use one title this evening to talk to you you about the unveiled potentials. The dictionary defines potential as a latent excellency and ability that may or may not be developed. It's something that you have, something that you, it's an ability or excellency that is there at the latent and you don't know that's there. That's why I took this, uh, this, uh, this uh, scripture about uh, Gideon he was there, he didn't know that he had something inside of him that only God knew that he had inside of him. And I believe that we are here to develop the potential that God wants us to be. 
God does not want us to be just living under our privileges, under what we are able to do, under how we are able to, to produce, under what we are able to, to manifest. God wants us to come to the full maturity and express what God intends us to express. Amen? Even look in the school, now just looking at think of, think of the school, we used to think, and in the, in, the, in, the, in the course of physics, we used to have one, one part where we talk about the potential energy, and we'll say that energy was just available. It's available there, it can be produced. If, it, uh, if you find the right setting, the proper setting, if you respect the law of gravity, you can have that energy is there. It's potential. You can have it. You can, you can produce it. You can make it become real. You can make it become something that you can benefit from. But otherwise, you can also choose. It just stays there and you don't use it. And we believe that that's what sometimes happens with the Christians. We have a lot of potentials. But we just come to the level where, oh, I'm just satisfied with the way I am, and I'm okay the way I am. God is, not, God is saying, it's not okay to stay and leave behind your privileges. You have to come to the full potential of what you are as a Christian. And sometimes we have some potential, and we don't know that we have some potentials. And it sometimes it requires a crisis to put us in a certain situation, and then God makes us go through that crisis or make us go through a certain trial. And then we realize, oh, oh, I actually had this, and I was not aware that I had this until this situation came up. We can see that in life of Job. Job, Job did not know that he had that potential in him to go through that trial that he went through, but God knew what was inside of him, and he could allow that to come to him because he knew that he had that potential inside of him to make him go through that trial and become victorious. God cannot give us a trial that is above our potential. God cannot give us a situation that is above our potential. He knows our limits. He knows where we can go up to. And he's faithful to make sure that he doesn't go beyond that. Amen. Like in the book of Gideon, we just go through this. God looks at him and says, I'll put a little background here so be bear with me. And I'll get to the part at the end. He said, God, God talked. He did not know that he was a man of valor. The prophet talked to him and says in the book, in the, in the message, Have not I sent thee? He says, When he spoke to Gideon, Gideon was a little surprised. He said, Now, mighty man of valor. He didn't know that he was. And the prophet says, Maybe you don't know. You don't know you are. You might be many of those mighty men of valor tonight sitting here. I would say mighty woman of valor as well. When I'm mentioning mighty man, it's also mighty woman of valor. Said tonight sitting here, you saying the little church, small group, oh my. There was only two there, him and his daddy. There were only there only has to be two here, you and Christ. The prophet saying, even if you are the only two, you and Christ, you're on the side of the majority. That's all it takes to be a mighty man of valor, he continues. That's right. Now, the first thing you know what happened, as soon as he spoke to Gideon, thou mighty man of valor called him what he could do, and he said, oh, nay, Lord, no, Lord, no, I just, I can't believe that. You see the right, the, 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 the attitude at the beginning when God was talking to him, he was, oh, God, I can't believe that. Really me? Really me? You might not know that you are as a Gideon. You might know what you might not know what is the potential inside of him. It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. But we are not aware of what it is. Amen. 
Look at David. David didn't know that he had inside of him. He didn't know what he had inside of him until the trials comes, until the situations come. Then what he had inside of him got manifested. Sometimes when we look at the natural, and many times, actually not doing sometimes, many times just looking at the natural, the outside, you might not realize that what God has put inside is greater than what is in the outside. Amen. You see, looking at the background here, in Judge 6.1, it says, The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. Midian is one of the sons of Abraham that came to Keturah. The Midianite, together with the Moabite, if you know, if you look a little bit of the book and check that a little bit, you see in the, in, in the history, the Midianites were just opposing Israel all the time. Opposing Israel. When Israel was on the way going to the promised land, the Midianites were there, they were there and they combined with, with the Moabites to try to fight, to fight Israel. And they tried to curse Israel. They even, they even took Balaam to come, Balaam to come there and they called Balaam and tried to bribe Balaam and actually bribed him. They tried to bribe Balaam to in order for him to curse Israel. But we understand that we cannot curse. There is no curse that can be upon the children of God because God has already blessed them. Can you realize that the devil cannot curse us because we have already been blessed? You cannot change the blessing of God into a curse because God has already blessed us. Amen. In the same way, you cannot bless something that God has already cursed. That's why you cannot bless denomination because it has already been cursed. The only place where you can find the right blessing, it is in Jesus Christ. The blessings of Abraham reside in Jesus Christ. Amen. And we see them as they come and they combine with, uh, with Moabites and the one the one to curse Israel. And then Moses told them, if you look in Numbers 31, he told them, you have to go there and you have to kill all the Midianites. Go there, kill all the Midianites, everything that is there, small, small, oh, 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 adults, everything, destroy everything, don't let anything there. But when Israel went there, they destroyed, they took the spoil and they destroyed all the materials, but kept all the women and came with the women back to the land. And Moses was very angry. Look at them. He says, but this is not what I recommended to you. You had to destroy everything. Make sure that you destroy everything. So what I'm giving to you, you know what you have to do. Any woman that is not a virgin, you have to destroy that woman. You have to destroy that woman. And that's what they did. And then it says that the virgin woman that you have, they have to stay with you and you can take them for your own wives. I just thought about, about it, but you know, it, it was a permissive will for Moses to allow them to do so. But if you look at it, how did those Midianites reconstitute again? They came to the level where they came to the point that they could fight Israel again. And I just thought about it. Maybe it was the way to those same women, to so the same thing that they allowed to come into the camp, that they could still remember where they came from. That's why God has given us as a warning. Don't let anything that even though our little is, don't let it creep in. You have to keep it at a, at a level where it's still small. Because sin can bring you further than you anticipated that it can bring you to. Amen. So that's why you have to kill all the small ones. You have to kill all the female, everything. Shine away from the appearance of sin before it gets too late. Amen. Now the same mistake that God told the church. 
Distorting, distorting the word of God in Ephesus was something that was just a little bit of a, of just, it was a little bit of a, of a white color, something that could go as innocent as it could be. But as you see through the whole church ages, it's come to the point where it has produced what we have today. The Catholic, imagine that the Catholic church used to be the church of Pentecost, but because of what they have allowed, look what we have today. They have denied the word of God. What study that? It started with a small thing. It started with the deeds and became a doctrine. And today, part of it that we know that's a part of what they call the creeds and the dogmas of the churches. What is that? Because they allow the small thing to get in. Oh, may God be merciful. But as we see here, as Israel was under the bondage for seven years, the church has been under the bondage of seven church ages. But at the time where they were still on the bondage, the people cried. The people cried to God and they repented to God. What did God send to them? The Bible says God sent to them a prophet. We can read that in Judge 6, 8, 10. As I'm going to do it quickly. It says, and he said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. So the prophet that came to them after seven years, he came and he spoke to them and says, you have to be, you have, you have. It's the same God, the God, the God that, the God that delivered you, verse 9. I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptian, out of the hand of all that oppressed you, and drove them out from there before you and gave you the land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord of God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites. What is the prophet trying to do there? The prophet is trying to remind, the prophet is reminding them of what God did with their forefathers. He's reminding them of God what did in the forefathers. In the same time, if you allow me to say, God has sent us a prophet after seven church ages to remind us to bring our hearts back to our forefathers. The same God our forefathers is still the same God today. The same God of the Alpha is still the same God of the Omega. He has no change. He's still the same God. If he delivered them yesterday, he can deliver you today. If he rescued them yesterday, he can rescue you today. We still serve the same God today. Amen. The same yesterday, today, and forever. I am God and I change us not. What you need to do is to repent. What you need to do is to have the zeal of repentance and say when you are wrong, Lord, I'm wrong. But once you come back in the path of righteousness, God is there and always faithful. Amen. But there was also a Gideon who was willing to obey his voice. And as you go through the scripture, and it just struck my heart. As the prophet came and spoke, and I'm sure Gideon was one of those who also heard that and heard the voice, the voice of the, 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 the voice of God and heard the voice of the prophet. But after that, the Bible says, and then in verse 11, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Oprah. And, and, and pertain unto Joash, the Abizrite. I believe, if you just put a little bit of parallel, if you can allow me to say that, after, after the prophet came and the prophet went, but the angel has not left us. 
The angel is still the same angel who visited the prophet, is still the same angel who is with us. The same angel comes, and the angel is the one who actually talks to Gideon and tells Gideon what the remainder of, this, of, of, the, remainder of, of the chapter will be. It will be the one talking with the angel. We know that the Revelation 10, 1 to 7 is talking about the prophet, but about, about seven, Revelation 10, 8 to 11, it's about the bride with the angel. It's about the bride, the person no relationship between you and the angel. You are now, we, you and I, we are now talking to the angel, having a fellowship with the angel. Amen. And now the angel is talking to him and he's talking in a personal way. You see, that's probably in a personal way and he's talking to him and he's telling him these words and the words that we have read. The Bible continues, says, it says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. The Lord is with thee. Oh, praise be to God. The Lord is with thee. You might not see it, you might not understand it, but the Lord is with thee. Amen. You might not comprehend how can it be the thing that if the Lord is with me, I'm going through the same things, the thing that I'm going through. How can you say that the Lord is with thee? Yes, the Lord is with thee. Amen. Sometimes we don't comprehend how sometimes we cannot, we cannot comprehend this, the, the statement of the word of God and the things that we are going through. It seems to be like it's not parallel to what we are living to, but God knows. Amen. That's why he can say, no matter what, no, no matter what you are going through, the Lord cares and the Lord knows. Amen. I'm just going through that. The Lord be with you. Even if we can answer that and talk to God, say, God, how is it possible you are with me? You are with us. We are with the bride. That brother Ed said at the beginning, this is a glorious age. This is a glorious But how those things are? How can we see those restrictions? How can we see all these things? But the Lord is with thee. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Why is this happening in my life? Why? I come to church and I have a flat tire. How come this? I give my tithes and I have them in this situation. How the, the Lord is with thee. What you are going through, it doesn't mean anything compared to what the Lord, the Word of God has already promised. The Lord is with thee, no matter what you are going through. Amen. So he asked, what are the miracles? And it's not the question of skepticism. Let me read the message of the prophet. He says, actually, he was a scriptural as he's asking that question. It was not a question like some of the people, sometimes they use this quote or this, 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 this scripture to put it in the wrong way. And they put only, you have to reproduce what Brother Banham went through in order to have the confirmation that you are, you are really a message believer, or you are a message preacher, or things like that. That's not in that sense. But what he's saying, if you can look in this sense, that he's saying, Lord, what, 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 what are the miracles in my life? If you can put it in that way, what are the miracles in my own life? If the word of God, and I believe the word of God is the truth, but what is the change in my life? It's a cry from the inside. It's a cry for a personal cry. Lord, if there is something still that I cannot overcome, well, Lord, but where is that change? Where is that change, Lord? Make that change a reality. Lord, why I'm still struggling with those things, Lord? The word is the truth. God is with us, but where is the miracle in my life? I want to be the miracle. I pray that it can be a prayer and a burden for each person. Lord, I want to see you more. I want the reality of you more. I want the potential you put inside of me to be manifested in a greater way. I don't want to live like a normal Christian anymore. I want to be a fervent and hot and fervent Christian of God. I want to be a rigorous Christian. 
I don't know if the English word, but the French, the rigorous Christian. I want to be, I want to be a rigorous Christian. I want to be fervent in the word of God. Amen. That's what the cry is. It's not a skepticism in Christ. It's a cry asking what is the change in my life? What is the, is the word come to the full effect in my life? The word has come to the full. Am I still impressed by the word of God? Lord, where why, why, why am I becoming cold? Why I become, why let certain things come? Lord, where is that life of the word of God? What is what the prophet is talking about? What is the preacher talking about? What is it in my life, Lord? I want to see that. Let it be for the young people, for the old people, each person. Lord, I want to still have the joy of salvation. I don't not want that to die. Lord, bring me to the full potential of your word of God. The word of God changes. The word of God casts the devils. Lord, I want to see that in my life. Amen. You see, in the life of Gideon here, He's looking at it and he's finding a little bit of excuses in, that in his own life. He looks at it and says, but look at my family. Look at my background in verse 15. Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least of my, fa- my father's house. And I cannot fight this Medianite. It's too big for me. You know, I, can, I cannot overcome them. I don't know what kind of Medianite you have in your life. What kind of Medianite is going and destroying and destroying the joy of salvation in your heart. But let me tell you today, God has told you and is reminding you, as long as you stay with the word of God, God is with thee. Amen. If you abide in my word and my words abide in you, ask whatever you have need of and it shall be given unto you. Amen. That watch is not moving. Seems like uh, I'm stopping time now. Okay. And uh, I just put my phone so that I know and bear me. Otherwise, I'll bring you into eternity. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, and actually, I didn't know that we're that late already. But, um, so don't look at your background. Don't look at your gen- genetic background. Don't look at your incompetencies. We are all full of competencies. We are a failure to begin with. We are a failure to begin with when it comes to the body. But that's not what God is looking at. God is looking at the predestinated seed. That's where God is looking at. God is looking at what is inside that is greater than us. He's looking at what is inside that's greater than our, our mind, that's greater than our flesh. That's what God is looking at. Amen. You know that the list of the Christians, when he, he kneels down and is praying, all the Midianites are trembling. Why? Because God has put inside of you something that is greater than what the world can give. Amen. Oh, sometimes I know, sometimes as you are going to do, you can feel like in church you feel so good, but when you are alone, you feel again down. Oh, but let me remind you that the word of God can never fail. And the word of God doesn't depend on our emotion, doesn't depend on, on our sensation, doesn't depend on our flesh. It depends on the faith of God in the word of God. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ himself did not use all the powers and extra qualities of God to defeat Satan, he just relied on God's word to defeat Satan. And it should give us a rejoicing hallelujah, amen. Because we know that the word of God defeats Satan anytime, anywhere, under any circumstances. As we know the story, and as I'm just here to, to save a little bit of time here, and he took a sign and he took the flesh and he took the 11 cakes and laid them on the rock. 
All that has a meaning, but just keep that. But the one thing if I can just mention here, the sincerity has to be put. The sincerity of the unleavened cake, unleavened bread has to be put upon the rock, upon the revelation. You can, you can be sincere and you can be sincerely wrong. But once you have the revelation and you add the sincerity to that, it can produce the fire of God. That's what God wants. He wants revelation. And on top of that, he wants this deeper sincerity. If you want more of God, be more sincere with God. Be more sincere with God. The one that stays on the way, it's usually a lack of sincerity. When you make things like a tradition, when you make things like, oh, I've heard it before, the things like you see, oh, I'm used to it. The prophet will come and, 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 and repeat that too many, many times to the Pentecostals. The Pentecostals, you know, the thing with you is because we have seen that, we have seen that a lot of times and you have been used to it now. You take it lightly. Let me tell you, even though you keep listening to the tapes and keep listening to the minister speaking to you and sometimes you don't feel like there is a change but let me tell you that inside of you there is a change that is happening sometimes you are not even aware of but when a situation comes then you will see that hidden that hidden potential God has been placing inside of you all the years will come forth and will give you the victory amen Gideon thought oh I'm lost after the experience and the Lord told him Peace be unto you, verse 23. Skip the things, but verse 23. Peace be unto thee, fear not, that shall not die. In other words, he says, Shalom. And Gideon built an altar and named him Jehovah Shalom. That's a place where it's called Shalom. In other words, that the place when God has an experience with you, God unveils to you, God comes into your heart, He gives you the real peace. You cannot have the real rest without God. Only God gives that real peace. And he built an altar there and an altar there and he called it Jehovah Shalom. When you build an altar in the Bible, it means in the Old Testament, I believe, it means that you have a personal experience with God. You have anchored that experience. That experience of God now he has become a reality to me. This becomes an altar, it becomes an experience to you. May God help us to keep to remove all the other altars of Baal and put the altar of experience with God. The word of God has become a reality to me. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are Jehovah Shammah. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are my God. Oh, may that become a reality. Praise be to God. I can imagine and you go through the scenes, I can imagine at a time where God told him, you know, you have to gather all the members, all the people, and gather Gideon, gather all the people, and make them gather and fight those Midianites. Oh, Gideon went and he took all the people that he could gather, all the men of war that he could gather. You know the story, all the men that he could gather. I could imagine he was probably thinking, now that I have all those men, oh, I'm certainly going to prevail. And God tells him, there are too many. Too many for me to give you the Midianite. But more of them should give us more. He says, no, 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 no. If I do that, you are going to put all the glory on yourself, thinking that God delivered you. No, 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 I'm not going to share my glory with you. I'm going to make an experience where the glory has to come to me and to me alone. How many times God leads us in those ways? 
When we think sometimes, oh, it has to be this way, it has to be this way, it has to be, I still have a plan B, I still have a plan B, I still have a plan B, I still have a plan B. And then all the plan B falls down. And then you have like to rely on him. Oh God, you are the only one who can rescue me. When, when Israel came to that point, it was the same thing. They, they thought that there were different ways they could run away. But when the Egyptians were behind them, the only way that they could escape was to look up to God himself. God, you are the only one who can rescue me. That's what God wants sometimes. And we give him the glory for that. Always like what the prophet says in perfect strength by perfect weakness. There's one thing that we've got to master if we expect to fulfill God's desire in our life. That is, we have to master the thought of human ability. My thing about Brother Moses, you are talking about the potential. I can do it. I can do it. I can. Yes, the potential God has put inside of you is to be able to say, Oh God, I cannot do it. You can do it. That what Laodicea is failing because Laodicea think that they can do everything by themselves. We have need of nothing. We can do everything by ourselves. But the bride says, God, I can't do it, but you can do it. If we ever get to a spot where we think that we can do it with our own intelligence and our own abilities, we've got to master that in such a way that we can get rid of the thing and lay it aside so that God can use us. That's right. And make a complete surrender. We cannot use one ability. We've got to make a complete surrender. And to come to God, you've got to surrender to him both soul, body, and spirit. Everything that you are has to be surrendered to God in order that he can work his will in you and me. Oh, praise be to God. God, what is the thing that I have to take, get rid of? Myself. The greatest enemy is ourselves. In any situation, what we have to look at, God, I'm willing to die with the enemy who has brought me in that situation. Like Samson, I'm willing to die to the enemy that has brought me in this situation. Once you are willing to die in that situation, then God can use you. Then God can use the potential that he has put inside of you. Amen. The experience of that reminds me for the bride as he's telling them, he's telling Gideon, you are too many. The same thing happens for the bride as well. We don't show when the message came forth. It came through a revival. It came through a revival. It came through prophecy. It came the first pool and second pool. Many people got called into that. But there came a time where there to happen a separation. You are too many. You are too many. Bride of God, don't be discouraged when you become realize that you are getting smaller and smaller. I'm not saying about the fact that we can get smaller. But sometimes when God is dividing, it's a proof that God is shaping the pyramid to come to the number he desires to be. You just hold on to what God has revealed to you and say, God, this is my revelation. Amen? No, it's a little bit negative side, but the prophet says, question and answers on the seals. He says, we ought to have lived above the short hair and all. This age now, we back into something now that God is revealing the hidden mysteries have been put on the book before the foundation of the world. And those who have obeyed in these small things will catch it in these other things. If they haven't, it will go over the top of their heads as far as the east is from the west. 
Oh, but I was expecting, Brother Banam, to reveal all the mysteries of the seven seals and the things. Brother Banam is saying, no, you have to go through the process. There is a certain process. If, you, if your heart was already refusing what you can call the ABC of the message, what you can call the rules and do's and don'ts, if you are refusing that, if your heart is not open to that, you know, you might miss the great mystery that God is revealing later on here. So make sure that your heart is willing to accept that. So God was, God, what God? if I understand what he's saying, God was training the people already to the harsh part of the message to train the heart to be open to receive the simplicity of the seals that will be revealed. Amen. And the prophet, and the prophet continues, says, like Gideon separating his man, there was thousands and thousands. God said, that's too many. Separate them again. Give them another test. And separate them again, separate them again, and on down till he had a little handful. And he said, that's the group I want to do the job. That's exactly what happened. Oh, may God be merciful. And in the first, he's saying, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. God cannot use coward. If you're afraid and, oh, I cannot take the word of God, I cannot stay with the word of God, God says, no, then I cannot use you because God is looking for heroes and brave heroes. Amen. I'm skipping that, but you get what he's saying. Finally, the second test, only three were selected. It was God who did the selection. It was not Gideon who did the selection. Think about it. It was not Gideon who selected it was God who did the selection. So even today, if I've been looking, oh, what is the miracle? Show me the miracle. Let me tell you, the fact that you are still standing under the voice of the message of the hour, it should be the greatest joy in your heart. It's not me. I didn't select me. It's not the pastor selected. It's not the deacon. It's not my brother. It's not my father. It's not my mother. It's not even my children. It's God who selected me. If I still have that, that potential God put inside of me to be soft to the word of God, Oh, God, that's the greatest miracle you have done in my life. Amen. Then God asked him, would you like to hear what the enemy is saying? <laughs> if we could only hear in the other dimension how the devil think of when you are praying or when you are singing or when you are saying amen to the word of God, it should be such a great encouragement. Oh, praise be to God. The devil is trembling. No matter what he can put, as much pressure he can put. But when the word of God comes, you still say, Oh, I love the word of God. I love God. I love to praise his holy name. The devil is scratching his head. Oh. And you remember in this experience, the devil knew that they will be defeated. Satan knew, he knows that he's already defeated, but he is a good fighter. He likes to continue on and on, hoping that you will be discouraged. But the bride is not going to be discouraged. The bride has been ordained to press on, amen. God knows his own, amen. And he promised they shall not lose none of his. And let us say, this is certainly what's happening. This must be the sword of Gideon. And we have received the sword of the king, the word of God. 
You can shout, I have received the sword of the king, the sword of my Lord, and my sword as well. Not only for him, but now it's my sword. It's my sword. I can live with it. I can conquer with it because the word of God can never be defeated. After the defeat of the Midianites, we never heard of them anymore in the Bible. God is able to give a complete victory, a, to a total deliverance to the point that the devil will not come to that point anymore. Whenever he comes, he gets kicked off because God is there to provide not a partial delivery. God is there to provide a total deliverance. God is there to provide a total deliverance. Amen. For the rest of the service, you can just keep just want to read a few quotes of the prophet. I'm not sure that's what I thought to, to, to preach on, but I don't think I'll have time. But the prophet says, in the spoken word is the original seed. They will love him, love his, and he will have and will have his potentials, for he is their head. They are his subject, subject to his head. Headship of Christ was his. Think about it, the prophet in our age has never used the word potential before this message. As in the first time he's using it, and saying they will have his potentials. Their bride will have the potentials. Not their own potentials, they will have God's potential in them, or inside of them. It might look something like in the future, but I like what the prophet is saying here, and he's putting it in the present tense. He says, the pardon says, the church ought to be a million miles up to the road to where it is now. God is waiting on his church to get ready. His bride has made herself ready. We got the potentials. The Holy Spirit is here. God is here. The power to heal the sick, the power to do all the things that, the Christ, that Christ did. I've seen it demonstrated myself by the Holy Spirit. So the potentials are here. He's not putting that in the future. He said the potentials are here. Amen. What God is waiting, God, but what God is waiting for us to get away from is our traditions and come back and the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, and become the church of the living God. Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, whatever more, whatever we, 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 we may come and take of the waters of life freely. I believe that with all that in me, God has sent down his Holy Spirit to do that. The potentials are here. Amen. It's not God. God does not want us to stop on the potentials. He wants those potentials to be manifested. He wants those potentials to be unveiled. A potential, as long as it remains, sometimes the potentials is not, is not fulfilling the full, but what God wants it to be, it has to become a reality. Amen. The potentials are real, related to nature. If you see the potentials on each on each nature, on each animal, on each animal, it depends on the nature of that animal. You cannot expect the potentials of a fish on a on a on a, on a, on a reptile or the vice versa. You cannot expect the potential on a bird or a different animal. The potentials of each animal depends on his nature, depends on what has been inside of him. Amen. 
That's why the revelation of predestination is so mighty, brothers and sisters. Because predestination goes beyond what man can think. If you look at the denominations, the way they are preaching the message, the way they are preaching the, not the message, the way they are preaching the Bible, they preach the Bible in the sense that, you know, you have to do something things. You have to force yourself to be, to be into something. But that's not the case. The message is actually coming to reveal to us what you have to live is to live your own nature. You have to live your own potentials. What the message comes to us is to reveal to us who we are. Amen. It's coming to reveal to us that you have to live like a nigger. Amen. You have been in backyard. You have been in courtyard. You have been here doing all different things. Now you can live to a higher level. Now you can live above Laodicea. Now you can live above depression. Now you can live above lust of the world. It's not putting a pressure from the outside upon you. It's actually revealing to you that you can do it. Because I've put inside of you something that is greater than yourself. Amen. That's what we used to be. We used to be like Gideon. We didn't know where we were. We were doing the other things. We were hiding. We were, we, were, we were depressed like the other of the world. But the message came on our way and tell us, no, you are not like the rest of the world. You are a son of God. Oh, praise be to God. You did not come a son of God. You have always been a son of God. Now the word is coming to reveal to you that you can live like a son of God. Amen. Because the potentials are in the seed. In the natural, the body keeps developing cells. It doesn't develop cells of different nature, of a different species. It develops the cells of the same species. The word of God is coming to develop what God has already put in us to come to the full manifestation. What we have to do is to allow it to be manifested. Sometimes we choke it, we choke it, we fight against our, our real true nature. But now God, kill everything from the outside. Let the potential inside come forth and be manifested. The prophet says, oh, It says in the exposition of the seven church ages. It says that he had chosen us in him, Jesus, before the foundation of the world. That means that we were right there with him in the mind and thought of God before the foundation of the world. That gives an eternal quality to the elect. You can't get away from that. It gives an eternal quality to the elect. You don't add another quality upon you. Oh, since I became a message believer, I became more qualified and everything. No, you don't get new quality. Go, you just manifest the quality that God put inside of you. Now God is just bringing us his challenge. God said, go to the word of God. You know, you have to pray more. You have to read more. You have to dedicate yourself more. You have, you, you have to be more sincere. All that is because it's part of our nature. Lord, help us to manifest what we are called to, what we have been ordained to. Amen. That's what, that what Gideon was going through. He was fighting through all the doubts. He heard, God, I really sure. Give me this sign. Give me this sign. Give me this sign. Maybe you're going through and striving through the same things and here and there. But let me guarantee you, you can go and you, you can be rest assured that what God has put inside of you as of, through the word of God can be manifested and we can have the victory over the Midianites. Oh, praise be to God. 
Are you with me? Are you still with me? God does not condemn a person for sinning. He condemns him for being a sinner. However, he rebukes his son and daughters for sinning because he has the potential to live above sin. That's why God will encourage us to exercise our faith. Why? Because there is a potential that we don't, have, that we don't use. It will never come to manifestation. You can exercise our faith. The prophet will take it like the example that he's taking there, say, saying, you know, it's like a muscle. If you don't use that muscle, there is a potential. But if you don't use that, then it won't be used. It, it might come to the point to be, it, don't, it doesn't operate the way it should operate. He says, pin your arm up and don't use it for a few months and find out what happens. It gets so weak, it can't be used. That's what the church has done with these things, with all the gift of God. We just pin them up and they are not usable. See, let them loose. Exercise your faith. Get some muscles in it. That's what the bride is. We need to put more muscles on it. Because the muscles that we can put on our faith today, it's more than the muscles in the other ages. We can come to the level of rapturing faith. God, give me more muscles, Lord. I want to exercise more of the muscles. How? Lord, by staying upon the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Amen. The word in the tapes is not effective as long as it stays in the tape. The real potential to be manifest is when the word is revealed and put into action. That's why the proverb will say, the word, the secret for the bride is not when she has more knowledge, it's not when she becomes more intellectual, it's when the word becomes in the bride. That's the secret of victory. The word is in the bride and the mind of Christ to know what he wants with the word of God. Amen. I just want to read one scripture. I don't want to keep you too long, but I think by God's grace I might continue on that. Um, and, uh, prophet says in power transformation, much of the prelude. Sorry for that. But, uh, um, some of the blames on the watch. Too. <laughs> the prophet says, everything under God's power to transform, everything under control to bring forth of its kind. Now remember to bring. When he puts the seed in the earth, the seed can only come forth with the power of life within it to transform it from a seed to a plant, whatever it was. Is transforming power. God puts the seed in there with potentials that will be what he said it will be. But as long as it stayed in the right category, it will be just exactly what God said it will be. It had to be that way because he had made it that way and made the channel. It says that anything that stays in his channel, in his line of word, it will have to bring forth exactly like his word said it will do. It cannot move from there. It's channeled just exactly right. And I want you to leave, to leave you with this thought. And with everything in the trust in his own son, that will be that way. Then God said it's all good and to just rest. And each one of those seeds has power in itself to transform itself into the species that I desire it to be. That's what it must be because I've given every seed transforming power 
to make out of itself in its potential now to make out of itself exactly what I want it to be. So sometimes we, we, we take it the other way around and, and it's also correct for them. Some, some inspectors depend on the angle we do. But sometimes we can look at it and say, oh, you know, send me the power. Give me the power. Transform me, Lord. Transform me from this. Transform me from this. God says, yo, the power I've already given it in you. It's you who need to come into the channel and you'll see the transforming power. Because that transforming power is already in you. If you stay in the presence of the Son, if you stay in the prayer, if you stay worshiping me, if you stay obedient to me, if you stay trusting in me, if you don't come all the time on the promise of God and you are digging to see, oh, is this promise true? Is this promise true? If, if, if you stay in the right atmosphere, if you keep the right mental attitude, the transforming power is already in you. As long as you follow in that channel of the law of God, as we heard on Sunday, and the law of God. If you follow the law of God, you'll see the transforming power that God has already put in you to come to manifestation. Oh God, help us to allow you to make yourself manifest in our life. God has never changed. And he continued. God has never changed. Just the same today as he was then. God is determined to do something. He will do it. Nothing is going to stop him. He will do it. Now, after it is all so well and set in order, God felt sure enough that this would all be all right. Then he did that came in the enemy, and God gave power to transform. I'm going to call this fellow his power, not to create, create again, but he has power to deform, not transform, but to deform. Anything deformed is taken from its original state, there is nothing that's gone wrong with it. You remember that the transforming power is already, the potential for the transformation is already in you. It's already in me. Amen. The power of healing is in us. The power for the rapture is within us. As long as we stay in the right atmosphere. Amen. Musicians can come, Brother Ray and others. But are you willing this evening to say, God... Just want to die to myself more, just to let your power to be manifested. Because the potential is already inside of us. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. The musician coming, finish with the code that I studied. The members of Virgin Bride will love him. They will have his potential, for he is their head, and all power belongs to him. They are subject to him, as the members of our bodies are subject to our head. Praise be to God. Who I am, Lord. Who I am, Lord. I can see now who I am. Only the message, the word of God tells us who we are. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Oh, glorious victory, that day.